I'm Meg Dahl, your unbreakable host. Welcome to the show. friends and welcome back to the unbreakable you podcast it feels like it has been a million years since i have been sitting down with you here to chat on the podcast it seriously has it feels like so long yet we only missed one week now if you listen to not last week's podcast episode because there wasn't one, but if you listen to the last one, which came out two weeks ago, I remember recording the end and I was like, I'll be traveling next week, but I'm sure I'll have an episode out for you because I want to make sure I have an episode, so on, so on. And I was seriously thinking that I'd have all of this time in the world while I was traveling. And I was like, oh, it'd be so much fun to sit down and record an episode while I was traveling. And I mean, like, what was I thinking? That never happens, right? I feel like when, at least this is how I think about things, like before I go out and travel somewhere, I always think, things are going to be so much more chill than they actually are. And I'm going to be like by myself so much more than I actually am. And anyways, long story short, Scott and I were out in BC in like the Chilliwack Abbotsford area for the last week. We just got back this weekend. And yeah, I mean, I feel like from... I don't know, 7 a.m. until 11 p.m. I was constantly with people and never had much time to even sit down and record a podcast episode. So clearly that did not happen, but I'm so happy to be back. And even though it feels like a million years since I last chatted with you here, I hope it doesn't feel that long for you. I hope you had a great week without hearing my voice, (laughs) but I actually did receive some very sweet messages from you, from some of our listeners in our Unbreakable You community, and I, I received these messages and they just filled my heart so much, and I love knowing that so many of you look forward to these weekly episodes so much that when there's not a new episode, you'll go back to previous episodes and listen to them just to feel like we're hanging out together. So I received several of those messages during the time that I was gone. So that really, really filled my heart. So thank you so much for that. I'm honestly so happy to be back. I think before I dive into today's topic, which is a listener 
requested topic or someone from our Instagram community actually reached out to me and requested this topic and I let them know that I would be recording a podcast episode about this and there was a lot of interest about this topic relating to like business and how I run my business and like the success of my business and things like that but um Anyways, before we dive into that topic, I just thought maybe I could give you a little bit of a um, overview or just share some fun things about the past week with you, since I know a lot of you enjoy coming on and listening to these episodes and just kind of getting a more of like a, you know, girl chat. It's like we're just sitting down and chatting with each other. So just a little bit of an update of my getaway with Scott. We were in BC, like I said, and basically like the main point of this getaway was my wedding dress was waiting there, waiting for me to be picked up. Like I needed to go um, get my wedding dress because this summer I went to Vancouver, picked out my wedding dress there and it had arrived. I needed to go pick it up. And so that was kind of, you know, priority number one. And then also Scott celebrated his birthday last week and we have not been on a trip together, Scott and I, since before COVID started. So it's been several years since we went anywhere together, aside from like another city, just like two hours away. So It was just really nice to hop on a plane with him and fly to a nicer weather-wise area of Canada. So if you have any like idea of where I live, it's kind of like central Canada and it is very cold here up until like May, June. May will be nice. But anyways, we are still very much in like winter mode here. Honestly, last night while we were sleeping, it was like minus 32 degrees Celsius. So very chilly here. And so it was just really nice to go more west Canada and experience some more spring-like temperatures and hang out with our family and just kind of do more wedding planning stuff because Scott's best man, who's my cousin, and my maid of honor, who's my cousin's wife, it was just fun to hang out with them and chat wedding stuff and just get some quality time with some of our favorite people. And I, again, like I said, I thought I'd have all this time to kind of find a quiet room in the house and record a podcast episode. But I also thought, you know, my business on Instagram, like the social media side of my business, I thought everything would just be, you know, just running as usual. Um, I plan to be on Instagram every day posting and doing all of the normal things that I do on Instagram on a daily basis. Yet once I was there, I just totally hopped off of social media and it felt so good that I was like, you know what, I'm just going to run with this. So that felt really good. And I guess I just want to say that if you have not taken a week off of social media for 
a really long time, maybe this can be a little nudge to do so because honestly, I did not even realize how much I needed time off from just like basically everything essentially. Like I didn't realize how much I needed this getaway, but more specifically, it felt so good to not be on social media. And I like, I wasn't looking at social media. I posted to my stories here and there, but I didn't watch anyone's stories. I didn't want, or I didn't like do any scrolling, that sort of thing. And it just felt so good. And I think that's always kind of one of my takeaways when I go on a holiday or do some sort of getaway. I'm always on social media so much less than I am at home. And I feel like that's always one of my takeaways that I bring back with me is that I want to kind of continue doing that, not go on social media as much. So I love whenever we go somewhere, you know, and I'm sure this is true for you as well, but whenever you go away or take a holiday of some sort, there's always some lesson or something that you can bring back home with you that you want to integrate into your life. And that is definitely one of the things for me is just noticing how much I was on my phone, how much I was on social media. And it's funny because I'm not even like scrolling Instagram when I'm at home, but it's more so checking notifications and posting to my stories and answering people on in like the DMs, that sort of thing. But anyways, I just wanted to share one of my take home messages with you from my time away. But like I said, we do have a very exciting topic today. Now, I really don't talk about like the business side of my life very often because, you know, I truthfully, um, I'm not this type of person that feels like I'm really qualified to be talking about this because I I find I see this a lot in like the coaching world that, you know, there will be some type of coach, whether that's, I don't know, like a nutritionist or like a health coach of some type or whatever it is. And once they start becoming really successful, I have noticed so many of them actually turn into like business coaches and there's nothing wrong with this at all. And, but I just want to be very clear that like, that's not what I'm doing. I'm not, um, turning into some type of business coach. We need those in our world. Absolutely. But I am not one of those people. However, I did want to talk about this topic just for this episode. So if this episode doesn't interest you, like if this topic is totally like not what you're here for, then just skip past this episode and we'll be back to kind of like more normal, regular topics next week. But I did recently share on Instagram, my newsletter and stuff like that, that I, for the first time in my entire career, am having to actually put clients on a wait list. So I have a lot of clients coming my way, which I'm so grateful for. And I never am closing my doors. So if you're listening to this and you're like, wait, 
Meg has a wait list for clients. Don't think that I'm closing my doors and not accepting clients right now, but I might not be able to just like start working with you as of next week, for an example. So I just had a few discovery calls this morning, for an example, and we're starting at the end of April. So when I say a wait list, that's what I mean, but, um, or that's kind of a, somewhat of an idea of what I mean. But long story short, I have owned my own coaching business since 2014. And yeah, for the first time in my career, I actually have clients on a wait list. And when I shared this to Instagram, I had a lot of messages about this. And like I said, specifically, there was someone in our community and she was like, I'm so happy for you, but I'm also kind of like jealous because that's what I want. And she asked me if I wouldn't mind talking about like what kind of led me to having this type of success and what's working for me what I have learned over the years, that sort of thing. So I did sit down with this question and kind of compiled some ideas. So I'm really excited to dive into this with you. And I kind of have everything laid out in kind of a a order that is going to make sense. So first off, I do want to share something that I think is the most important thing to start with is that For me, like I've always been this type of person who like won't do something that doesn't feel completely aligned with me. And this is really important when it comes to running your own business and also having your business be successful. So an example of me not doing something that no longer feels aligned for me is I was actually in university studying dietetics for many, many years. I had this dream and this vision for myself of becoming a registered dietitian. For most of you know that I grew up with eating disorders. And when I was in high school, I relapsed, started struggling with anorexia again. And I actually worked with this incredible dietitian. She was such a huge part of my support team. And it was actually her that really inspired me to go to university and study dietetics. I don't think before her, I was even like thinking about dietetics or studying in that field, but she really inspired me to go study dietetics. So I I had this like dream and this vision for myself to become a registered dietitian. So I moved to London, Ontario, started studying dietetics and their food and nutrition program. And by the time I got to my fourth year, I just felt like I couldn't see myself working in a hospital or doing any of the things that were really being like presented to me at the time. So I just felt like a lot of what I was learning and a lot of the things that I would actually have to do as a dietitian just was not um, landing with me anymore. It just didn't feel aligned for me anymore. And I felt like I had 
um, something else to discover, something else to study and more in like kind of the holistic health field. And so that was a really hard decision for me as someone in like, I would have been in my late teens, right? I wasn't even like 20 years old. And it was really hard because I saw all of my friends, you know, completing their dietetic internships and becoming dietitians. And absolutely, I had all of these voices in my head or these parts of me feeling like I would be a failure if I didn't do that. And I should just be doing this because I spent all of these years studying dietetics and so on and so on. But like I said before, I've just always been this person that if something starts feeling not aligned with me anymore, I like I have to drop it like it's so hot I can't even hold on to it anymore like that's kind of just my I have I cannot stick with something that doesn't feel aligned for me so that's just an example of how that's shown up in my life even prior to owning my own business but that shows up in my business literally all the time so as soon as something doesn't feel aligned for me anymore I recognize that and I don't push myself to do something once I realize it's just not feeling aligned so an example kind of presently is with Instagram so a couple years ago I think this was actually during you know it's pre-covid but like you know around 2018 2019 instagram actually started rolling out reels i believe it was around that time and so anyways i think we all kind of i mean we all had different kind of feelings towards instagram reels but instagram really started pushing reels and if you owned your own business during that time it was something that you kind of felt like you had to do. And I kind of liked them off the start and I would do them. And then I think I I started doing them a lot. And it was maybe this summer, maybe even before the summer, but there was some time within like the past six months or so, I realized like, hey, this just like really isn't feeling good for me anymore. And I just kind of stopped doing them. It's not a hard rule for myself. There might be something that I'm like, ooh, this would make a really good reel and it feels good for me. And so I'll make a reel or whatever. But this is just an example of knowing or noticing when something doesn't feel aligned for me. And even though maybe like Instagram is telling us that we need to show up on Instagram in a certain way, or we see other people within our field sharing information in a certain way on social media, just because we feel like we should be doing something or we're told that we need to be doing something in our business. If it doesn't feel aligned for you, people are going to notice that, right? So if I just create all of these reels, even if I don't feel like creating reels, people are going to feed off of that or they're going to notice like, and it it might not be obvious, but it's going to be like this subtle kind of undertone that it's, it's, it's noticeable that 
I am doing something that's out of alignment. And like I said, it might not be like this total conscious thing that people are like, oh, wow, Meg's doing something that is totally against what she feels is right for her. But people feel that. So if you're looking for success in your business, and one of the things that I have found most success with or something that has been extremely helpful for me in creating success in my business or just having success in my business is doing things that actually feel aligned. And as soon as I notice when something doesn't feel aligned for me anymore, I drop it like it's hot and I do what does feel aligned for me. So that is really important. And if you own your own business, that might be something that maybe you just need to sit with right now. Like, are you doing something that feels aligned for you? Are you doing like activities within your business? Like maybe what your business is about does feel aligned, but maybe there's activities that you're doing within your business that doesn't totally feel aligned. And that actually brings us to the next thing I want to talk about is the fact that like, you don't have to be doing what everyone else is doing. And yes, this is basically me saying like, if something isn't feeling aligned for you anymore, but everyone else is doing it, that doesn't mean that you have to do it. So some examples of this is you don't have to be using social media to grow your business. I was working with a client um, this time last year, and now she's starting her own business. And at the start, she was really hesitant about using social media. And we had a really real conversation about this. And, you know, if you don't want to use social media to grow your business and you have other ideas of how you want to grow it, by all means, like you can do that. You don't need social media to grow your business. I also had another client. She just popped into my head now. And I remember when we were working together, she was in this process of launching her own business. And I remember her telling me she wants to grow her business through word of mouth. Like that was a huge goal of hers. And I see her like she's on social media, but she's not using social media to like really market or promote her business or grow it. And she is growing her business through word of mouth and referrals and things like that. So if you have an idea of how you want to grow your business, just like don't feel like just because everyone's on social media that you need to do that too. And maybe you do want to use social media, but there's things on social media that don't resonate with you. Like I said before, the example that I gave with the Instagram reels, like if you see people posting reels every day, but that just feels so ick for you or out of alignment for you, then don't be posting them because people are going to notice that like you can, there's an energy that comes off and you will be able to notice. Like I said, it might not be total like conscious, but you can feel that vibe when someone is doing something just because they think they have to, but it's completely out of alignment with them. 
another thing is like, you don't have to be posting to social media every day. I sure don't. And I actually have noticed so much more success in my business when I stopped posting every day. And I want to talk about this a little bit because once again, this just goes right hand in hand with what I'm saying about like people will notice if you're doing something because it's forced. I I truly and deeply believe this. Like if I am posting to Instagram every single day and it feels forced, I like people are going to feel that energy that like my posts are forced and it is so wild you guys like I just took the past week off while Scott and I were traveling I didn't post to Instagram once I even had plans like okay I don't have to post like business related things but I at least have to post about Scott's birthday because we celebrated it while we were away and I was so busy I wasn't on my phone and I didn't even end up posting about his birthday and guess what while I was away I had five people reach out to me for discovery calls and that is real. Like I, I am not making that up. I had five people reach out to me for discovery calls while I was away. I didn't post to social media once. I didn't even post a podcast episode. I didn't even send out a newsletter. So I am proof that like you don't have to be killing yourself every single day and posting to Instagram every single day to have success in your business. And I guess like my reason for this is like, if you are living in alignment and honoring what you feel is right for you. And you know, when you do feel like posting content, it's going to come from a place of authenticity and alignment and it's actually going to be like quality content people are going to notice that and I think that's another great thing about Instagram is like if you post it's always going to remain on your personal like account right so if someone like if I post on March 1st and not again until April 1st, my post is still going to be sitting there. And if people come across your account on Instagram, they're going to see that post. So anyways, with all that being said, I think there's a huge takeaway from this is that like you don't have to constantly be putting like energy into posting and all of that sort of thing like by all means do it if it feels good for you but I'm living proof that you do not have to be doing that and like I said I actually have noticed more success in my business when I haven't been like when I've just been allowing myself to post when I want to and I really do think that comes down to like the energy I'm putting out there honoring my own nervous system my own wants and needs and like how I'm feeling and people pick up on that I think that's 
so incredibly important. Another thing I want to share with you that you don't have to do, because just like if you see everyone else doing this, I feel like this is another thing that a lot of us feel like we have to do, especially if you're in kind of like the helping profession is running a group coaching program. I did do this in the past um, because it did feel right for me in the past. And then it started not feeling right for me. And I just personally thrive off of one-on-one coaching. Like that is my jam. I only offer one-on-one coaching. I don't do group coaching and I don't plan to. I'm not saying I never will, but as of right now, that's just not what I want to be offering. However, there are business coaches out there that might try to like convince you that you need to run your business in a sort of way. And a lot of business coaches do push group coaching, right? And I just want to let you know that again, like if that does not feel right for you, you can do exactly what you want to do. And so that kind of brings me to kind of like this wrapping up point about just like you not having to do what everyone else is doing just because everyone else is doing it. So essentially I want you or like my advice to you is to figure out what you want your business to look like. Like what do you want your business to actually look like? And this includes like what income you want your business to be generating And also like, what do you want your days to look like too, right? And then get clear about what you actually like to do. So do you like running group coaching programs or maybe you're like me and the work that you do is feels much better or it just feels better for you to offer it in like a one-on-one setting. And I mean, those aren't the only two options, but That's just an example, but get really clear about what you like to do or just know what you like to do and then go from there. So like a personal example of this is I really like having my days kind of like themed. So, okay, there's Saturday and Sunday, right? So that's the weekend. I don't work on weekends. And some people do. So that I guess that's kind of an idea of how I wanted to run my business. I didn't want to work on weekends. And then on Mondays, I don't like seeing clients on Mondays. That's kind of a day for me to do whatever I want to do. Sometimes I don't work at all on Mondays. Sometimes those are the days that I'm doing a lot of kind of like behind the scenes type of work, just like random, like business work that you don't see because it's completely behind the scenes. And don't forget, like my somatic experiencing coaching business, like this is a one gal show. I don't have an assistant or anything like that. So I do everything. So I really felt like I needed one day of the week to do that. And so Mondays are that day for me. So I don't schedule calls or clients. It is a complete 
me in my business or just in my life type of day. And then on Tuesdays, that's the day that I sit down and record podcast episodes. If I'm a guest on someone's podcast, I also record those on Tuesdays, which actually happens quite regularly. And then I often have requests to schedule discovery calls with potential new clients. And so Tuesday is a day for that as well to meet with these potential new clients, but I don't actually see clients on Tuesdays either. And then I always loved having just like set days where I see clients and I'm not thinking about anything else. It's just me completely focused on my clients. And those days for me are Wednesday, Thursday, Friday. And that's how I wanted my business to look like. And then I figured out what I like to do. And that is just connecting with my clients one-on-one. That is my favorite thing to do is having these really intimate, deep, juicy healing calls with these incredible people that I get to call my clients. And we form such incredible relationships from those one-on-one sessions. And that's really what I wanted my business to look like. So I think it's so important to get clear on what you actually want it to look like and then go from there of, okay, how can I actually make this happen for me and doing everything from that place of alignment. So that's really how that came to be for me rather than doing something because I thought I had to do it, right? I'm not sitting here running group coaching programs because someone told me that's how I should be running my business. I did a group coaching program for a while. It was fine, but it just ultimately isn't my favorite thing to do. I don't get like the high from that or I don't get the satisfaction from that that I do when I do one-on-one coaching. So That is how I run my business, why I run my business the way I do. And I think that is so important. And it just goes back to alignment and doing things because you want to do them, not because everyone else is doing them in a certain way. I can promise you that I wouldn't be having the success that I do right now in my business if I wasn't doing one-on-one coaching. And other people wouldn't be having the success that they're having in their business if they were doing what I I am doing. And they're having success because they are doing group coaching. So I think like a huge takeaway here is, you know, your business to have a successful business, it doesn't have to look one way, right? You need to be doing what feels aligned for you and what feels authentic for you. Um, That's what I'm going to say about that. And then the next thing I want to talk about is like your nervous system speaks volumes for you. So my somatic journey really deeply started um, back in 2021 when I started my certification. I was introduced to somatic work before that, but doing my somatic experiencing certification 
which started in the summer of 2021, really deepened my journey. So anyways, the reason I bring this up is because like the clients that I work with, they're coming to me wanting what like I'm working on within myself, right? So a lot of the clients that I'm working with, they have a very dysregulated nervous system. They might be experiencing a lot of like sympathetic activation, so that fight or flight, or they might be experiencing a lot of dorsal activation, like which is like freeze and the more what I have noticed, and this is why I'm sharing this with you, but the more I work on my nervous system healing and the more regulated that I can be within my nervous system, that is showing other people like what's possible for them. And I think this is just a really complicated way of me saying you can only take your clients as deep as you're willing to go yourself. And I truly do believe that the deeper you go within yourself and the more healing that you do within yourself, that is going to like go hand in hand with the success of your business. Um, I personally have experienced that with myself. And that's not me saying like, oh, you have to do all of this healing work before you experience success in your business. But I know for a fact that like I could not be helping my clients in the way that I am if I hadn't been doing or haven't been doing this nervous system work for myself. It has been so huge for me and my business and my clients. Like it is, I would be doing my clients such a disservice if I wasn't doing this work on my own self. So just wanted to throw that out there. And I actually met with a really lovely gal this morning. She was amazing. And I'm so proud of her for reaching out. And we talked about this in our discovery call because, you know, she's a coach herself. And she shared with me, like, you know what, Meg, I actually have like a lot of shame around even reaching out to you for help because. You know, she's like, I'm a coach. I should be past this. I should know this and so on and so on. And we had such a great conversation about this. And I let her know that like, you know, she's actually one of my absolute favorite people to work with because I think it is so important for coaches or any type of like helping professional or practitioner who is dedicated to helping others, it is so important that we are receiving support for our own selves. It's so important. So there was that shame there, but I like for this gal that I chatted with, who is now a new client of mine, but I just want to normalize that if you are in the helping profession, you are actually doing so much good for yourself, but also your clients and your business. If you are working on yourself at the same time, that doesn't mean that, 
you know, you shouldn't be a practitioner or you shouldn't be helping others. It is even more of a reason for you to be helping others if you are venturing within yourself and on your own journey because you are going to be able to help so many more people in your life. And then the last thing that I do want to talk about before we wrap up this business chat, which I hope you've enjoyed, um, I cannot record a business topic episode without talking about human design because I would be lying if I said that human design has not helped me. Human design has actually played a huge role in how I understand myself and how I understand how I should be like running my business kind of thing. Um, So I've recorded many episodes about human design, literally just search unbreakable you human design and there will be at least four or five episodes that come up I promise and they are all worth a listen but just to kind of get give you an idea I am a human design manifester so that's my human design type there are five different types so you can be either a manifester a manifesting generator a generator, a projector, or a reflector. So there's five different types. And basically all of us have a different way of operating in this world and living in this world and thriving in this world. And when I learned my human design type, it really gave me so much permission to go by the beat of my own drum rather than feeling like I had to do things a certain way in my business. And yeah, it was just like this huge permission slip for me that I am meant as a manifester, I am meant to do things my own way. And basically as a manifester too, like, I mean, none of us are for everyone. Okay. I want to be very clear here that none of us are going to resonate with every single person in this world. But especially like manifestors, I feel like that was a really big takeaway for me as well, realizing that I am truly not for everyone. And I am going to have this message. And when I share my message, or if I kind of share like, hey, I'm Meg, and here is where I'm going. And if you want to come with me, like hop on because I'm headed this way. A huge takeaway for me from human design is that like that's going to happen. Like if I share my message, not everyone's going to resonate with it, but there are going to be people in my circle and my community and my life that are like, hey, I want more of what Meg's doing or I really like vibe with Meg and I want to be with her. And that was so helpful for me too to just realize that some people are going to resonate with what I have to say and they're kind of going to be like with me. And then there's going to be people that are like, no, she's not for me. And like I said, you don't have to be like, basically that message can apply to everyone. But I do remember when I was learning about my human design, that was a huge thing for me. And, you know, 
you might not be a manifester. Manifestors are one of the more rare types within the human design space. But I think it's worth like looking into your human design type, getting an idea of what type you are, and maybe some of the things that might help you business wise. But honestly, like I said, I could not record this episode without talking about human design. So anyways, I can tell that I am starting to trip over my words now and we are at the end of this episode. So if you enjoyed this episode, I hope you did share it with your friends. If you enjoyed it, reach out to me if you enjoyed this business chat, but I will be back next week with a brand new episode. And thank you again so much for being here with me every week. I love you all so much and I'm so grateful for you being here.